It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics, such as Wonder Woman 1984, their recent Comixology purchases, and continue their Twitch discussion. Finally went ahead and finally bought some comics on Comixology. Oh, nice! What'd you buy? Yes, so I am now the proud owner, if my site would love. There we go, of Batman Damned, All Star oh. Superman. Uh, I believe Wonder Woman by George Perez. I think I bought. What is it? Yeah, I bought the volumes two of it because I have that Wonder Woman uh, first edition or first volume. Uh, that he had with the Wonder Woman 2009 movie. I'll show you later. Uh, Wonder Woman Earth 1, Volume 1. Probably don't know what that one is. I've heard of it, but yeah, I don't really know much about it. And then JLA 1997-2006, Volume 1s, 2, 3, and 4. And I bought that because issue or Volume 4 has Tower of Babel. Mm. So you know what that means... Yes, I will have to do the same, and we can try to do that hopefully next week, because I was just realizing... We will do that soon, <laughs> because now we can finally get to Justice League Doom. Yeah, then we can start the Superman retrospective that we've been putting off here. <laughs> um, but I'd also like to throw in a... I'd like, perhaps, uh, I'll ask you this, of course, perhaps, may, mayhaps, we could do a comic review of the Tower of Babel as well sure. alongside it like we did with uh, Earth 1 pardon me, or Earth 2 whatever it was. I haven't read it yet, no. Okay, well maybe maybe we'll decide 100% after you read it. I'll, I'll read it too, but because if we read it we're like, uh, we don't know what we're going to say for, I mean I guess we got away with it with Earth 2. Dude, we, we, we like kicked that one out of the park, like seriously I mean, if you, you'll, you'll listen to it in six months, but like I'm pretty sure we had we at least had 57 like minutes of worth to, of talking about so i don't think we have a problem talking there with it yeah yeah i just don't remember if we had much to say because i know we went through it basically panel by panel but i don't know if we really had a lot of uh, real opinions but but it's yeah again i don't remember the episode so. i mean we did have a lot of opinion of you know why uh what's it called multiverse doesn't work <laughs> or at least you know you have to be careful with it interesting yeah i don't remember the Justice League one either, but I felt like I came away happier with that one. But I was happier with the book, so maybe that's maybe that's why. But other than that, I I have what was it? What did I just? Uh, I gotta see it again. I have on my wish list 114 items. Uh, yeah. Of uh, stuff to that I want to like purchase, of course, over the next like you know, <laughs> rest of my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, um, did you buy all that stuff at once? Was it like for a, a sale? No, I just, like, randomly bought ones that caught my eye. I think a few of them were on sale, but... I'm, I'll obviously look at which ones are on sale and which ones aren't. And I'll give you some, like, you know, I'll just throw... I'm not gonna go through 114, like, <laughs> forget that, but... At least when I go through a few of them that you'll be like, oh, okay. So the first one that I was... I eyed was uh, Astro Boy. Volumes 1 and 2. Yeah, which I almost bought when I saw Michaela. They had this, uh this uh, hardcover version or no it is paperback version at this comic book store that she took me to so like i said that's she took awesome. me to all her favorite places so that's amazing <laughs> yeah i wanted it so bad but i was like i can't spend money i, I just can't spend money right now I've, that's totally fair i spent way too much on the le chateau closing sale so <laughs> oh they the le chateau was was closing oh my goodness i didn't closed know that. for good country wow yeah 
Dang, dude. They had this unbelievable sale that I blew, like, almost $400 on. Oh, golly. But I probably saved, like, 700 bucks. so... Probably. <laughs> yeah, never again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> never again. It's so sad. Um, and these are any potential, like, comic reviews that we'll do in the future as well. Um, sure. We'll at least talk about somehow. Um, this one you'll love, of course. This one will be a, a must uh, panel or must comic review. DC Comics Dark Horse Batman versus the Predator. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've only read the third one, but I'd love to cover the first one. Oh yeah, no, of course. Um, and if we do those, it'll be like separately, like you know, one, two, and three, not all at once. And if if you read any of these and you're like, this would be a great review, just that can be your pick too. It doesn't have to be a movie. I, I'd happily read anything. So it does. Yes, that's true. Absolutely. There's this other one that. I've uh, I've sort of read. It's called We Stand on Guard. Interesting. That's... It's by... Let's, let me see. What's the here. title? It's by Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, is it just like a book itself? It's not like a superhero book? It's a... Yeah, it's... it's um, it was by Image. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an Image book. Surprising. Like I said, I, I actually have interest in Image. <laughs> but here's the summary. I'll give you, I'll give you a quick summary here. It's, uh, let's see. Set 100 years in the future... We Stand on Guard follows a heroic band of Canadian civilians turned freedom fighters who must defend their homeland from invasion by a technologically superior opponent, the United States of America. Interesting. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I'm sure it's a short little piece. Yeah, no, I'd love to read that. I'd say that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's only six issues. Yeah, we could knock that one out real easy. <laughs> um, let's see, Batman the Golden Age Volume 1, Superman the Golden Age Volume 1, and Volume 1 Golden Age Volume 1. Those are some cool ones. Hmm. Um, uh, I also will eventually buy it, although I don't want to. I have to wait till it's on sale. The amazing screw on head and other curious objects. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. Let's see, Dark Knight Returns, the Infinity Gauntlet, the Rocketeer. Was that based on a comic? That was based on a book, but uh, I th- I actually don't remember if it is or not. I think. Either it was a comic or it was the movie first and then the comic. Just, But it should be, it always should have been a comic. Let's, let's be honest here. Afterwards. Yeah, I thought it was a book. I'm going to quickly look it up because I'm, I'm too curious. But uh, Let's see. Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1. So the first one. It was a comic. Hmm. That'll be interesting. That's real cool. Hmm. This one I'm excited for. Uh, the Authority Volume 1. Uh, which is basically like the comic that changed a lot of things mm-hmm. um a lot of postmodernism stuff and i thought we mentioned it in one of our episodes of uh justice league yeah uh i found this one as well blade black and white oh yeah that's the one i've got my blade comic i don't know if that's like is that a old it's not like the first few issues with blade in it is it or uh, i'll quickly grab it and and take a look by the way, when you said the authority, I, I'm so obsessed with WWE right now. I immediately jumped to WWE. To yeah, me. yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah, Blade Black and White. I don't even know how long ago I bought this thing. It's. I remember you showing it to me, obviously during the uh, Blade uh, Spider-Man episode. Yeah, I bought this the first time I went to Disneyland. So that would have been 2012, maybe. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's been a very, very long time since I read it, so I don't remember what... Um, yeah, that's fair. Vampire Tales, issue 8, issue 9. Chris Claremont. Huh. Yeah, there you go. It does say Blade issue 1 is in here, so maybe not his first appearance, but some of the early ones. Here's another series that we could do. Um, it's by the great Neil Gaiman. It is Marvel 1602. Oh, yes, I would love to read that. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but... Oh, hell yeah. I've heard it's great. Yep. I've heard nothing but good things. I also have Batman 60 seats, 66, excuse me, meets the Green Hornet. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing about that. I never heard if, it, if anyone liked it or not, but I remember hearing that they were doing it. Well, it's by your, good, your, it's by your old buddy, Kevin Smith. Yeah, that's not an old buddy necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants, but yeah, not not a big fan in my adult years, unfortunately. That's totally fair. It's, it's, it's fair enough. Um, but this is another cool one. 
It's called Elseworlds Superman Volume 1. Hmm. So, featuring Super Superman as the Dark Knight, Cal-El raised in medieval times, Superman as the sole survivor of a nuclear Armageddon, Private Atticus Kent and as an uh, abolitist superhero in the American Civil War, Superman as the greatest athlete on Earth, and Golden Age Superman at War with Mars. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That's right. There was a comic. There was an Elseworlds comic called Superman versus uh no was it superman um war of the worlds that'd be pretty cool get some tripods in there some that's that's amazing some martian manhunters around it's pretty cool see that's the one thing it's like <laughs> have we never thought of that before like have have we never done that before with martian manhunter like i gotta i gotta question that but anyway oh yeah oh right okay i remember well star wars the throne trilogy Oh, the comic version. Dark Horse? Yeah, the comic version. Yep. Yeah, Hand of the Empire was it called or something? Heir to the Empire, that's it. Yeah, Heir to the Empire. But this actually collects all of them. Like, it has everything in here. Heir, Dark Horse is Rising, and Last Command. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I've got, a, like, a volume of Heir to the Empire that my sister gave me. I think it was, like, volume 5. I never even read it. So I was like, oh, this is, like, right in the middle of it. Why the fuck would I read this? So Exactly. <laughs> like, why not? Like, or why would I? I did flip through it, though, and I like the art. So The art's probably really good. Uh, also, the original Star Wars Marvel Comics run. I've always wanted to read that. Mm. Lasted from 77 to 86. So why not? Yeah, I've heard those are pretty cool. Um, and then the other one is The Star Wars, which is basically one of Lucas's many, many, many drafts, but actually done in a comic form. Oh, yes. I, I remember looking for that thing desperately when it came out. Basically, it's like your uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I think I even had it pre-ordered, and it was gone, and I, and it just never got refilled. And I was like looking around at comic book shops asking, they are like, sorry, it's sold out. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you might have this one. Do Android stream of Electric Sheep? Uh, I've got the book, but... Um... I know you don't like that book, but like not a comic version. It's okay. I, I just I wasn't super impressed, but it's been a long time. Oh yes, so these three are pretty cool. Zoro Volume One, Year One, The Shadow Volume One, and then finally, The Django, Zoro. By none other than, wait for it, Quentin Tarantino and Mac Wagner. What he wrote a comic. Yeah. What year was this? Holy crap! How did I not know this? <laughs> it's it's. I'm not lying, man. It's certainly apparently it says that. No, oh, no, I, I buy it. I just. It's I, a really cool cover. It's you gotta look up the cover. It's really cool. Okay. You said it was Zoro, right? So it's Django uh, slash Zoro Volume One. Sure. I think that's all it is. Seven dollars. I gotta buy that right now. That's seriously really good. That's amazing. Holy smokes. Wait, what the fuck? I typed this in. They're making a movie of this? This is the greatest thing in the world right now. Like, maybe put out another Zoro movie first and then do this because that'd be amazing. And they want Antonio Banderas to reprise his role as Zoro. I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't been cast yet, it looks like. Yes! Yes, please. Oh, that'd be great. But Jamie Foxx expressed interest in returning. Dude. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Dude. That would be the greatest thing in the world. That's one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. I think that's some of his best work. I would love that. That's... Oh, man, that would be amazing. If if Rodriguez signed up to do that as well with Tarantino, <laughs> holy smokes. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be... I don't. He didn't do the first one, I know that. Um, but, like, could you imagine him uh, cut, like, two co-directors? Like, oh, golly. That'd be amazing. Wow, this is cool. Yeah, it came out the same year that um, The Hateful Eight came out. Yeah, that's right. I was about to say, like, wasn't that the same year as Hateful Eight? Yeah, around the exact same time too. Yeah, like, we're, we already got Congress's um, Godzilla. Now I kind of want. Yeah, now 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 this is the new thing I want. I want I want Django and and, and Zorro. Yeah, it looks like it's in development. So yeah, fingers Dude. crossed. That'd be awesome. Dude, we gotta do this before that comes out. Before like anybody catches on, because like we are not. Like I wanted <laughs> to do this before I found that out. Anyway, okay, sorry. This is a weird one, so I've been looking through IDW and stuff. G.I. Joe versus the $6 million man. 
I kid you not. That is that is super random just to comment on that, but I have to mention this. So I went to go see A Quiet Place Part 2 in, at the drive-in last night. Oh, nice. Okay, how was it? It was on par with the first film, meaning it was quite good and um, a great experience in sound design. I can believe that. Um, but before that started, there was a trailer for Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe's yes. origin movie. Yes. Now it's like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't hear anything about this. Neither did I. And then I saw a random YouTube uh, trailer for oh. it. It was an it was an ad. It was an ad. Yeah. See, I've got YouTube Red, so I never see any ads or trailers anymore. On. And there you go. Yeah, that shocked me. I was like, huh, I didn't realize that franchise was coming back. But, but sorry, the realment. No, that's fine. Actually, because theaters will be opening, reopening soon, I wonder if they'll put King Kong vs. Godzilla in there. Oh, I hope so. Dude, I, I really hope so. Oh, that'd be nice if they did. Then I could finally see it. Please. Yeah, I know they're... Yeah, and then... Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess we'll see, hopefully. I wonder if... I wonder. I don't... Uh, no, because it was HBO Max exclusive, right? They're not going to put out the center cut in theaters, right? That'd be insane if they did. Maybe they could. Um, Snyder did say that he made it specifically for IMAX and was hoping to get it in theaters at some point so <sighs> maybe um let's see i got or not got but like i have on here the original black and white classics tmnt because i've always wanted to read you know those the, you know the, the very first ever you know series on that because why not and then let's see avatar last Airbender: the art of the animated series that's on here hmm Goes for its regular listing price. Uh, and then almost all of the omnibuses for each of the Avatar comics. So The Search, The Promise, The Rift, and I think they're still putting stuff out. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that one at least. Uh, let's read that. And then Hideaki Kikuchi's Vampire Hunter D, Volume 1. Oh, man, I did not even think about those, but yes. I didn't realize they were comics. Like, they are books, but I didn't realize they were in comic form. Somebody actually drew them. I'm like, that's amazing. I, I, I wonder if it's based off of the novels, like it's novel to comic adaptation, or if it's not. kind of hope it is. From everything that I could tell in my scant research, because when I put together that um, little uh, tag, like little playlist on our novice yeah. page... I was looking him up to see what other material we'd have to cover. Um, and then I saw they did that comic. I was like, ooh, maybe we could cover this one day. This could be cool. But it seemed like there was a fuck ton of them. So I was like, uh, maybe we'll yeah. just pick an arc or two. <laughs> and this is another one. Like, just random, but like it popped up. I'm like, you know, if you like this, you also might like this. 1001 Arabian Nights Volume 1, The Adventures of Sinbad. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. What? That's amazing. That's insane. That popped up in a sale a little while ago on Comixology, so I looked at that. I was like, ooh, this looks pretty cool. I didn't buy it, though. Is it still on sale? Let's see. That's $5, so... Or $6, excuse me. The worst thing. Oh, yeah, and I finally found it. I was like, I want to read this so badly. I finally found it. The original... I, I say found it, but, like, I'm glad I am glad I did find it. Is the original Static Shock from 1993 to 1997. The original run. Uh, that I've been wanting to find for a long time. Oh, yeah, no. That's cool. Right. Um, but then, finally, there's one other thing that was, like, you know, gnawing at me. That was one thing that Marvel actually had uh, for a while that I've wanted to do a, uh, what was it, do a, a, do a comic review of it. I don't know if you remember this from 2010, but the Noir series. Hmm, I do. I've got a number of those. Spider-Man Noir, X-Men Noir, Wolverine Noir. Mm -hmm. Let's see, where is he? That one was pretty good, actually. Wolverine Noir. Iron Man Noir, Daredevil Noir, and Luke Cage Noir. Yeah, Deadpool had one, too. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I read the Daredevil one, too. That one was that one was really good. But, yeah. I think Weapon X had kind of a weak one. I don't know if I read the Spider-Man one. For whatever reason, I have a negative opinion on that, even though... At least half of the ones I mentioned were good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the I think the Deadpool one was weak. Maybe that's what was making me feel that way. But yeah, no, 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind checking out the Spider-Man one. That could be kind of cool. That's fair. Yeah, I feel bad. I haven't uh, touched my comicsology in a couple months. I mean, I haven't touched it yet either, but... Not in comics. That's a shame. I thought they would have... Ah, shoot. I was thinking about this today. I was like, ah, stupid of me to do this, but, like, I'd love to... Well, that's one that I should probably buy. Um... Because I was like, ah, oh, I actually kind of want to see if it, it's it's possible. Um, or if it's on here or not. Sorry, just thinking of something. Uh, the Dark Tower. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that was... I'm pretty sure that was an actual... Somebody actually did a, did a comic version of that. Yep, big epic long series. The Stand 2 they did. Um, I'm not sure... Yeah, I'm not finding it in here. That's a shame. Maybe they don't have any of the Stephen King ones. Look up the stand. The stand had some amazing art. Let's see. I'm going to actually type in Stephen King. Oh, wow. Is N on here? Stephen King. Maybe they don't have any Stephen King. Orbit. American Vampire. Is that him? That doesn't sound like him. Road Rage, Sleeping Beauties. I thought American Vampire was Scott Snyder. Stephen King, Scott Snyder, eh? Interesting. Weird. Huh. Huh. No, they don't even have N. Wow, that's such a shame. That's a great comic. That's a shame. That's a dang shame. Yeah, because I'd love to read those Dark Tower ones. I read a couple issues, and I read the first set of The Stand, the Captain Trip set, but I didn't get a chance to finish that series. Oh, yeah, there was a... What was it? One of these... Oh, yeah, it was this one. That's right. Yeah, Iron Man Noir was written by Scott Snyder. I was like, what? That's insane. Oh, that would have been early, the Noir series. I feel like that was, like, what, to, like, 2008, maybe? 10. 10. 2010. Yeah, I was buying those when they were new. I bought all the nice. Wolverine ones and issues and, um, yeah, Daredevil. It's only because of Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions that I wanted to read those, so. <laughs> but there's plenty of other comics that I probably haven't, like, touched on. Not just to you, but, like, stuff that I have to find still. Oh, yeah. There, but... It's a whole new world for me, basically. It's wonderful. <laughs> so many potential things to do. So many, so much to read. Yeah, I really got to get back to it. I was loving it, and I just fell off completely. Ah, that's fine. Yeah, randomly, I also listened to the uh, the uh, the Pacific Rim soundtrack again today. Oh, great soundtrack! Just a fantastic, fantastic soundtrack. I, I wish more movies had that kind of soundtrack to it. How do you say that guy's name? Uh, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> that guy's great. He did this music for um, Westworld as well. Some Ooh, great stuff cool. on that show. Yeah, and he also did uh, Game of Thrones theme. Yep. Yeah, that was really good. And the Iron Man uh, uh, soundtrack as well. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I think I mentioned that in one of these other ones where I watched Iron Man and then I'm like, that score sounds oddly familiar. And then I Either that, or then I go to watch Pacific Rim afterwards, and I'm like, this score sounds oddly familiar, and found out, like, oh, golly, they're the same guy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I guess they do sound kind of similar. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if this is possible, like, for the episode that we have to do, because remember, we have to <laughs> we have to record Avatar at some point. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I actually, I actually had, what is it? I had some afterthoughts of the last episode that I completely forgot to mention sure. um, in this one. So, how did Bumi become King of Omashu? Did he just, like, outlive everybody else? Uh, maybe maybe his kind of weird mind was also, like, brilliant in some way. Like, maybe, like, tactically, he was like, oh, he's such an outside thinker. And he just, like, worked his way up and... like, Or maybe he was, like, a captain in a battle or something and, like, oh, wow, his, uh... Innovation saved us all. We're gonna like elevate him to be our king because we, we helped us so much. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe instead of like because they have no place to like have weapons, or that's not that's not true. Not to have weapons, but I'm talking like catapults or trebuchets or scorpions or anything like that. Or Scorpio, excuse me. Instead, he used all the slides as like <laughs> launch pads to like heave the rocks at the Fire Nation. So maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure why I go right to battle, but. <laughs> I guess because of the, the Fire Nation war that's been going on all this time. Maybe that's what I I'm mean, thinking. yeah, the no, Fire Nation expansion, even though we're not there yet. We, we haven't found that out yet, but still. I guess it is TakeOver, but whatever. 
I mean, it is the expansion of territory, really. That, that is the case. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a wishful one. A scene between Flopsy and Appa. That would have been kind of cool. Just to see like these two big guys you know, come together. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Carl Weathers coming together <laughs> in the beginning of Predator. Uh, see. Maybe even one between Momo and the small critter Aang initially chased. That would that would also have been interesting. Both have long ears, so. <laughs> oh, but was there anything else you wanted to say about E3? I guess we oh, should probably finish this not one. Even, and... Not even. I still got. I still got like plenty to talk about. There was. Uh, there's some Twitch stuff that I was still gonna mention. Um, oh sure. Because I've had. I've had ideas. Funny, funny idea. No, no, funny ideas, but. Just as one, there's one funny idea I would have loved to do. Um, but the first one, though, was that if I ever did stream, uh, say, for instance, this title I was referring to before, Middle Earth Shadow Mordor, uh, you can title your streams. So you can title, like, what you're playing or whatnot and, like, add um, some funny text instead. So mine would be, what did I say? Illuminati Simulator 2014. <laughs> because in the game you can control orcs like you have the ability to like instill your will onto them and they become basically your servants and so I was like okay so there's there's these, everyone's played the game if you brand every single orc and then you like make each orc as uh, like a, a follower of each war chief this is how I think the Illuminati operates and so it was kind of just a funny joke of like you're the guy in charge of everybody, so you're the guy who is, I guess, the leader of the Illuminati, and there's your subsidiaries, which is the war chiefs, and there's the captains, and then there's the followers or something like that. They all go back to you. Probably weird to understand, but like, if I showed you a picture of it, eventually you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, it'll make sense. Sure. Um, but the one, the one that I, and I've talked about this before, actually, with some other people. Um, the one thing I, I wish I could have done, I wish I really could have done, I might have had this with something else when they were coming out with another one, but, so when Battlefront 2, EA's Battlefront 2, excuse me, or DICE's Battlefront 2, was coming out in November, October 2017, I'm not looking that up, I don't care. <laughs> I, I wish I was a streamer, I wish I was a streamer. And I had all the hardware, the proper hardware for it, because I know I don't have the. Pro First of all, I need the proper hardware for it. You need a dedicated mm -hmm. PC to that. You can't just. You could stream it from, or you could do it, uh, do Twitch from a channel, uh, from tablet, but it's probably not for the best. Excuse me. It's probably not for the best. Get an actual dedicated PC, uh, yeah. personal computer, working on that, because eh, not enough hardware and or RAM and. and memory and stuff to run it efficiently. Everything, all the systems up efficiently. Anyways. I was going to have it so that I would, uh, before the game came out, I would hype the living heck out of Battlefront 2. And Battlefront already is a um, controversial, uh, EA's Battlefront, excuse me, was already a controversial subject for some people. And the same thing with um, Battlefront 2, because the whole thing back then was that there was so many like microtransactions. That was the game mm -hmm. that broke microtransactions, basically, and made was the Nor Norway, uh, Norwegian government or Swedish government, one of uh, Nordic countries, actually look into microtransactions as a gambling problem. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, that's the that is the game that started it, broke it into it, and then there's others, a slew of other games, one of them also being Middle Earth Shadow Mordor's sequel, Middle Earth. Shadow of War, which also had plenty of microtransaction, and so interesting. Despite all the controversy of like, you basically have to pay instead of paying seventy dollars, at least ninety to eighty dollars up here because games in Canada cost eighty dollars now instead of the sixty back in the day. Um, you basically would be paying like. Three hundred or four hundred dollars just to play the game. Like that's that's. Yeah, I don't even know if I, I'm not even gonna be hyperbolic or say anything. That's just you're paying three hundred dollars to play a game. Criminal. World of Warcraft, you could spend three hundred hours and 
get a whole lot more. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, but despite all that, I would I would ignore everybody. I would ignore all the other people, and I would tell my streamers or my streamers, my viewers, don't listen to anybody. What anybody ever says. Nobody like just don't listen. We're, we're I'm hyping this game up. Like come day one, the game's released. I'm like doing a marathon stream of <laughs> the whole game. I'm gonna like delve so deep into this, like a deep dive into this into this game. Like I'm giving its fair dues. I am like I am on fire. Like sign me up. I'm gonna get a tattoo of Battlefront 2 on my chest because I am like in love with this game. Like I can't wait. I'd hype it up over like two months or something like that, or like. A full year or whatever like you know the restate was was given i'm just hype hype it up maybe play battlefront one as well and then comes the day then comes the actual day and i i get everything set up properly beforehand and i like you know create everybody an introduction like hey everybody it is time the day that we have all been waiting for this will be the day we've waited for Let's go, everybody. We are now going to start Battlefront 2 and have a countdown to when it starts. And then I'd black screen, boot the game up. And then all of a sudden you see the pandemic logo on there. And I play Star Wars Battlefront 2. Not EA Star Wars Battlefront 2. The LucasArts Battlefront 2 and pretend that it was basically the game that was released. <laughs> That's funny. If that makes any sense. So I would just like go along with the lie of like, oh yeah, this game's so great. Look at these graphics. Aren't they insane? Yeah, I'm playing as these clone troopers. It's it's amazing. Like they promised us clone troopers in this game. Just the ultimate troll. Like just the ultimate troll. Like that is my one moment I would have loved to be on Twitch. Of just like giving the absolute biggest middle finger to EA and just being like, you guys are nothing. You guys mean nothing at all. You guys are nothing. Get out of here. Go home. That's what I would have loved to have done. Yeah, you mentioning that made me uh, grab my Game Boy games to see what. So I have some one game that's from LucasArts. Let's make a good look. There it is. THQ um, in LucasArts. Star Wars Flight of the Falcon. Holy smokes. Never heard of that one before. Yeah, it was not great. I had another one, but I sadly got rid of it. They were pumping. You want to talk about Sega games or Sega game consoles? The Star Wars games are being pumped out like candies as well, like iPhones also. Uh, There's just everything everywhere. Yeah, I wish I still had some of my game gear. I had at least one Star Wars game, I think, on my game gear. I don't remember anymore. I uh, I had the Pod Racer game on the 64. It was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think I technically prefer. I think I prefer the uh, Lego Star Wars version, but that's just me. I'm so heartbroken that I gave that I sold my game gear. I sold it for pennies too. I probably got like. Hey man, it was desperate time for you, or at least not the best time for you. No, it was just being a. But like kind of a broke teenager and being like I don't play this anymore I'll go sell it for five bucks that was never me I was never I've never done that before I've only done that with clothes yeah I feel like such a jackass that's mostly with clothes that don't fit me anymore getting back to the community man I did it with like all my video games most of my Game Boy games and my game gear yeah thankfully I didn't get rid of my just uh, SD Game Boy but I got rid that's of both good. my advances and my color Game Boy and my uh non-color one yeah i gotta start looking for uh looking for other game boy uh advanced games or just game boy games excuse me for my uh game boy advance because sp uh because yeah no i should go back into that the only thing i need to do first though is to find a charger because i lent it to yule uh years ago and i don't know if he still has it or not but i'm i'm totally fine with <laughs> that i just I, I i need a charger to play obviously I also want to see if there's a uh, if the connection cable between like you know the ancient technology of actually connecting two Game Boys together. There was a there was a wire for oh. that. Oh, oh yeah, I had that wire. I gotta even. find that. <laughs> I have to find that so you and I can hook up our Game Boys together and play. <laughs> I mean, you will eventually walk. Yeah, I've only got a few games left. Sadly, I've only got uh, Donkey Kong. I, I got a Tomb Raider game. 
think it's called Angel of Darkness. The writing's kind of hard to see. Yeah. No, uh, the Darkness? I don't know. The Prophecy, that's what it is. Prophecy of Darkness, yeah. Yeah, Herbs, Sins in the City. Sims in the City, did you ever play that game? Mm, doesn't ring a bell. Did you ever play any of the Sims games? Sims games, like, oh, you mean like the, the Sims games were simulation of people in everyday life, right? Yeah, and like, no. yeah, you'd like build homes and... Mm. Actually, technically my friends, uh, my old friends used to have that uh, on the Game Boy and we played it like at my house one time and it was over once, but I, no, I don't, uh, I didn't play that. Uh, mm. Just not in the, not my thing back in the day. That's fair. Yeah, and I got a couple of Mario things. Mario Golf for the original Game Boy Color. I've also got Super Mario Bros. Deluxe from the Game Boy Color as well. I held, I held on to those two. And I got Super Mario uh, World 2 and Super Mario Kart Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance. Super Mario World 2, eh? I gotta find that as well. See, that's the thing. Um, at least my all-time favorite game on the Game Boy was uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. That game kicked my rear like that game was hard for me yeah that that was incredible. easy for lots of people especially on the snes or was it nes um yeah it was the yeah, NES. but you know for me it was it was difficult i didn't have the i had the luxury of having saves whereas in the nes version you don't have saves i thought that was only on the super nintendo maybe it maybe, was. maybe i'm wrong on that yeah i'm not gonna look that up because i feel like that came out after super mario world but the only, not the only, but the ones on my top of my list right now for buying, I'm not going to go over my Game Boy games right now, because I don't, I don't want to go over there and dig it out. I know where it is, I just don't want to dig it out. Fair um, is I want to get the, I don't know if they made three of them, but I certainly want to get uh, the first Avatar Last Airbender game on Game Boy Advance. I certainly want to play that, because I know that came out in the day. There's a Danny Phantom game that I want to play. And then, of course, there's Bionicle Heroes and the first two Bionicle games where you play as Matoran. I want to, pl- I want to buy those. And then there's obviously a slew of other games to, to you know, find on there. But that's that's just in my, like, shopping list right now of what I want to look for. Check the eBay, of course. Yeah, speaking of Bionicle, since you mentioned it, I finally listened to the Geekvolution... Um... Wonder Woman 1984 uh, discussion. Hey, how'd that go? Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure Connor brought up Bionicle uh, Mask of Light <laughs> during that discussion. I was like, what oh boy, the what? <laughs> I don't remember that. He's like, I'm sure you guys don't know about this movie, but and I was like, oh hey, <laughs> what was he now? What was he in now? Or comparing and contrasting with that exactly? I don't even remember. I listened okay. to it uh, sometime last week. Yeah, I don't remember that. But, but yeah, <laughs> I kept meaning to bring it up to you, and I just kept forgetting. Might have been, yeah, it might have been earlier. Or I just missed it completely, or I m- did freak out over it. It was Christmas Day when I watched it, or maybe Boxing Day, I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was very late in the, it was like near the tail end in the two hour plus discussion. So. Okay, maybe, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was there till the end. I could be wrong on that. Again, I was the only person in chat that seemed to have liked the film initially. That's fair. Yeah, it definitely seemed like the chat was super anti that movie. Oh, wait, I have one more. Yeah, they were not impressed with that movie, I'll say that. I guess I could actually technically go back and look up my thoughts because oh, there's yeah. the replay chat feature, so it's like all I got to do is look up where I, all my comments. Um, That's true. Wow, though, yeah. So what, going back, going to that, actually, if you don't mind... What did you, uh, what did you, what did you think? Well, again, like I, I know we discussed that briefly in, um, oh, was it the, uh, what was my last pick? Uh, oh, Disciples of Shaolin. Disciples of Shaolin, thank you. Or 36 Chambers or something. Yeah. <laughs> to go back to what you were saying about how you wished it was a, um, it was like, it was a, as a pilot or you'd want to see it as a comic book series. That's literally what the George Perez one run was. Oh. That is literally like why I love the movie because it was an adaptation of the George Perez run from the eighties from after Christ on infinite earth. So like, but Wonder Woman basically 86. No, I didn't call it that. Well, so even like the, the monkey's paw, like kind of plot that was all in there. Did I like it? Um, Oh no. I mean in the, in the comic. Oh no, 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 it wasn't that. That wasn't it. Oh, um, 
George Perez's run actually, like Wonder Woman, uh, the first Wonder Woman takes a lot from that as well. And then this 84 took lots of stuff from the book also by being set in the 80s. Oh, okay. And um, also having, well, ha- having Cheetah in there, but she's different though. Yeah. Obviously, she doesn't occur that way. Um, but again, I the the ending of of eighty four is why I liked it a lot because it basically was the ending of the book, or at least the volume that I I, I read uh, of George Brez. And what I wanted from like literally that ending, but it's Ares instead in the book. Oh, of do, do you mean of like? Him being like taking over everything, and Wonder Woman has to kind of like talk him down and make him make the right choice, or, or what? What do you mean? Sort of. So spoilers for even though I'd like to do a book review of this at some point, um, Ares in uh, Wonder Woman Volume One of George Perez's run. Uh, basically, he has caused the USSR and America to almost preemptively launch each of uh, the other's nukes. And you know, it's it's ultimate destruction, obviously. And Wonder Woman is trying to, she can't fight him literally because he's the god of war and he's plotted this for ages. And he is seemingly about to win. Now you could argue this is a Deus Ex Machina, but I don't think it is. First off, they're gods, so doesn't count. That's <laughs> literally a god thing, but. I think George Perez knows what a Deus Ex Machina is and doesn't make and makes sure that even the gods are unable to like stop him. So it's fine. She uses the lasso of truth. She uses the lasso of truth uh, around Ares and basically shows him the truth of what his actions will cause. And upon all detonation of the nukes that both sides have means total destruction and annihilation of humans and thus because gods in this version rely on human worship there's no humans to worship and error quotes there's no humans to create war or conflict which is how Ares himself is um, empowered and thus when there's no humans or conflict around thus Ares himself will cease to exist. Mm. And in that moment, he realizes, oh crap, you win. And then kind of averts everything. Which you could say is a deus ex machina, but no, because there was a logical reason why that happened. And that's why I have a big issue with 84, or not 84, with the first movie, and I technically should have it with the second movie as well, with 84, but I don't, but I will say I my, I guess my opinion has waned over the other side, switched with the whole uh, uh, sleeping with um, unconsensually scene. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly definitely a problem. Yeah. But... <laughs> what do you think of, though, how I described the book? No, that sounds super cool. Yeah, you can see why I was like disappointed with the first movie and I was like so far like I really instead of that freaking action scene we got it and I know why they have to have it I still would have loved the book the book was superior to that and I wish they could have done it but they did not yeah that was always the weakest part of that movie yeah it just evolves into it certainly was action BS (laughs) felt like an MCU movie like they literally just transplanted all of uh, they transplanted all of Ares plot from George Perez's Volume 1 into Wonder Woman 1917. I'm just going to call it 1917 or whatever it was because that's pretty much... <laughs> or 1918. That's when it takes place. So it just makes well, more sense. Uh, it doesn't take place during World War II, so 19... Uh, like, 30s. Wait. Wonder Woman... The first one? Like, the first... Like, 2017? Yeah, doesn't that one take place during World War II? No, it's World War One. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it since the theaters. So, I mean, I thought it was World War Two. <laughs> I guess I've seen it like more than you have. I thought that Ares was working with the Nazis, but I guess not. It's it's been so long. Well, yeah. he's working with the Germans, but that's they're not the Nazis by that point. Sure. Oh, you, oh, you've seen him. You, oh, you've gone back to it a bunch. Yeah, I have. 
Oh, nice. I've warmed up to it more. Like, it's actually... All the scenes beforehand are, are still good. Yeah, see... I, I just had such a non-impression when I saw in the theater. I was like, it was it was fine for the most part until the end. Give it a give right. it another watch. Give, give please give it another watch. Sure, I was gonna even watch it before I watched the sequel, but then I realized I just didn't care enough. That's true. <laughs> so. That's that's fair. But honestly, give it another watch. Like I'm not saying like change your mind or anything like that. Maybe I don't. know, Maybe something will happen. No, yeah. And when I was watching the sequel, I even felt inspired because I was like. The first one's got to be better than this. Like, was I missing something the first time? Like, is this in the same tone? Because I thought the sequel kind of felt like a cartoon in, in some ways. And I couldn't remember if the first one felt like that. Um, it's been a while since, obviously, since December, since I watched uh, <laughs> the Geek Solution spoiler cast of that movie. But anything you want to bring up or agree with DJ or Connor or Cap on or not, yay or nay, probably not. They were saying all the things that I was already feeling. Yeah, that's fair. Except for Connor, because Connor liked it. So he was saying some oh, things did he? that I thought were... Yeah, he did. Oh, I thought Cap was the one that liked it. Yeah, Connor came in originally like, I really like this. This is my second favorite DC film. In the, the new DC movies, I should say. Yeah, no, in the new DC canon. Although he did mention that he's only seen one of the Superman movies, so he might have missed some of the older stuff. Okay, like, come on, let's be honest here. You have to see all those before you be like, ah, oh, that's my favorite. That's, sorry, that's my favorite. But yeah, Cap and DJ, Cap and DJ came in pretty, like, it's crappy, but Cap turned around. Oh no, it's... Was this the Man of Steel comment, or spoiler cast all over again? No, not even, sorry, not Man of Steel. Oh. Um, 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 Batman, BVS. No, I, I actually misremembered. Cap was, uh, he said that he watched it twice. That's right. And he so did. he would talk about his two varying opinions, and originally right. he disliked it. And yeah. Yes, and the second time he actually liked it more, at least. Yeah, and and that made me interested to revisit it one day. Yeah. Because yeah, a part of the reason I didn't like it so much was it was such a shock. Because I was like, holy crap! Like, I mean, it's been a while, but I do not remember the first film feeling like this. <laughs> so, I mean. For the movie itself, will we ever do a commentary or review of it? I don't know. We'll oh, see. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any idea of it now. It's not in my head. Oh, I mean, I'm sure we'll do all the DC movies. No, probably. But as of now, I have no, no, no strong feelings towards doing it. That doesn't mean I don't want to. I just literally have no opinion of doing so. But um, initially, I found it was interesting. They went with a smaller cast. I was like, okay, so it's the whole like sequel idea of instead of doing something bigger you go smaller it's like okay okay let's 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 see where this goes they they got like you know they got the uh, they got Wonder Woman they got um Cheetah Barbara and they have Maxwell Lord um the first thing I couldn't help think of is the famous thing with between Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman is that um during was it Countdown I think that or was it 52 was it either of them uh, Wonder Woman snaps Maxwell Lord's neck um, because he's mind controlling the whole world. Um, oh, and he killed Blue Beetle, uh, Ted Cord, excuse me, as well. So it wasn't unwarranted, but like that was the big thing. So I guess if you're going into this movie, you hear Maxwell Lord, it's like, and then Wonder Woman, it's like, oh, he's got his neck snapped. It's a shock to find that he actually survives in the very end. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that, so I never had that reaction. Yeah, I didn't have that reaction, so that's that's a humorous thing. Um, I guess I asked this during uh, Disciples of Shaolin. I'll ask again, what did you think of uh, Kristen's uh, wig as, as Barbara, uh, uh, a.k.a. Cheetah? That was one of the most disappointing parts of the movie, I thought. Okay. Because, like, I actually thought their friendship was kind of nice i mean diana i just thought was a weird non-character for a lot of the movie i thought i could see that like i never really quite un understood what she was feeling or what her motivation was in a bunch of parts yeah that's fair but i really thought that it was sweet even though it was kind of again like a joel schumacher character where she's like this kind of pathetic kind of weird person oh, yeah. in terms of their villain but i i thought their friendship felt genuine until when she just like stops being herself because of the whole yeah i i don't know maybe i'm forgetting some of the ending but i she just started to feel like not the same character at a certain point 
and like maybe I think that was the point though <laughs> they were but, but I was going to say maybe like um, not mind control exactly but like she started to go crazy or something she was she enjoyed the uh the, the power basically the the wish fulfillment and didn't want it to go away so that, that was that was the whole idea that created the rift is that one woman wants to stop the wish fulfilling by maxwell lord and barbara's like yeah not happening because i enjoy this this power that i have instead of being a timid woman uh, i enjoy being uh this beast uh, instead, so I'm not gonna let you sit. So that's where, like, they oh, yeah, that's where their uh, anonymity towards each other occurred or conflict. Yeah, you saying it, came here. you saying it that way makes it more clear because when she said, like, I want to be like an apex predator, yeah, I was like, where's this line coming from? Like, this feels out of place, but no, I, I guess that makes sense. No, literally, it's 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 supposed to be very simple conflict of like. Both characters want something, and so, but they want the opposite of each other. So that's where the conflict comes from. That's that's the idea. Yeah, but but I also at the end thought the whole like everyone renouncing their wish thing just felt a little too fantasy land kind of happy. Yeah, no, I I see your point. It felt a little too goofy and gimmicky. Yeah, like, I think they even brought it up, the Geek Evolution crew. Yes. When there was, like, someone who, like, died. Someone, I wish you, like, dropped dead. Yep, I remember that scene. Like, did they just come back to life? Like... I assume so. I, I, I have to assume so. I remember they argued heavily that the president in that movie, like, the American president was not Reagan. But I'm like, yeah. he looks like, he looks like Reagan. Like, he clearly... Not... Not fully looks like Reagan, not like a not like an absolute resemblance, like a duplicate. But like he honestly looks like he's playing Reagan. So like, why can't you just have him be? I mean, if he has to be unnamed, fair enough. But like, X Men uh, Days of Future Past got away with it. Why can't oh, you guys yeah. just like you know, man up or woman up and and, and own it? Yeah, I remember wondering that too at the time. But then I was like, no, he he doesn't even seem like he's trying to be Reagan. So he must not be. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I'll, I'll just say that. It's fair. It's my piece on it. Uh, anything else on that? Again, not too much. General overview. Um, Wonder Woman is Batman and Superman combined, where she has like a communications center almost, <laughs> with like you know, tapping into certain CCTV cameras around, monitoring the city for stuff. Even though she's, you know, in the broad daylight, being Wonder Woman, stopping criminals and whatnot. Wasn't that a thing? I, I think the Geek Evolution crew again mentioned this. Where they're like, in Justice League, she was supposed to be like in hiding since that World War One, And then it, and then the 80s, apparently, she's just like going around her regular outfit. Uh, but you see, the thing is, this is retroactive. Yeah, exactly. Because, of course, Justice League is set in the modern day and made in 2017 and this movie was made in 2019 probably and released in 2020 supposed to be was um and so for you see they don't care or Pat, patty jenkins probably did not enjoy justice league or at least uh, he must not be named justice league and therefore uh did not care i was like playing fast and loose with the continuity what's that yeah well, or uh, Gal Gadot, maybe she wanted to move away from it too. I don't know if you know about her uh, complaints against Joss Whedon, but... <laughs> oh, we got some more juice. What's the tea, sir? Spill it all. And boil and, and leave burns on my knees. It's real old. She, she was just no, saying that enough. Joss Whedon threatened her career. Because she was like, I don't think that my character would say this line. You know, I, I don't think this scene really makes sense for my character progression. And Joss Whedon was basically like, just say my fucking lines. <laughs> he was like, uh, like just criticizing her performance and saying that she was like a nobody or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, was he like drunk on the set, like berating everybody? <laughs> Can I be honest? This is probably like really low of me to say. And I know we talked true. about a lot of, and I think we brought him up in the canceled uh, uh, speakeasy. <laughs> canceled. Yeah. Cause it was canceled. Um, 
forgot about that one. I never, I guess I never, like, trusted Joss Whedon as well. Remember how I said, like, I never trusted Harvey Weinstein when I first saw him. I guess I never, <laughs> maybe not trusted, but I never bought into Joss Whedon being like this imaginative, creative person. Even though he brought me two of my favorite Marvel movies. It's so weird. Yeah, but that's because you didn't see any of the stuff that made him famous. Exactly. That's the thing. I had no context to him, so, like... I found him a bit overrated, even though I, again, loved Avengers and Age of Ultron. Or do I? I should probably go back to both and make sh- and verify No, both that. are both are still good. And, and no, yeah, I mean, fantastic. yeah, it was just you missing, I, I would say missing out on, like, a lot of great stuff that he did. And, like, Buffy was a was a great series. Angel, I, actually, Angel might have even been better. It's been a long time since I watched that. Here's, here's the thing. Can we verify and or is this basically death of the author where... You remove him from those shows that he made, you know, Firefly, Dollhouse, um, Dr. Horrible Sing Along, Fire, er, uh, Buffy, movie and TV, and Angel, and whatever else he did, and just, you know, focus on the shows themselves and how good they are, yeah. or, or what? Again, I might even mention that in the episode. I don't understand the canceling of Joss Whedon. Everyone had said for years that Joss Whedon was kind of a demanding, uh, like, presence on the sets. Okay. But they would say demanding to be political. What they meant is he was a complete fucking prick. But we didn't know that. We knew he was demanding. Fair (laughs) enough. When I heard the details, it was kind of like, oh, that was what the insinuations meant. Okay. Like, so, again, it was kind of like it wasn't a gigantic shock. It was just the details made him really come off like a complete asshole like a nightmare to work with and fair enough and we already know that you're okay with directors being a-holes if the uh if the ends justify the means well it's more i i think that means that people you know have the choice not to work with you or not but i don't think you don't get to work again you know <laughs> that's true i mean if if that's the kind of production that you run there's lots of businesses that run that way or people Oh yeah. I think that people should just take their businesses away from them. I mean, that's the that certainly is the whole thing with that crunch, um, crunch time. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, if Vince McMahon should have been canceled uh, at least twenty times over, if that's the policy we're going on. Oof. How he's not is a whole other story, eh? Well, he had a financial product. I mean, people wanted to work with him. I mean, plenty of financial products as well. Eh? Even though he was a big asshole. <laughs> One of the biggest, but he is from the East Coast. Makes sense. I'm just kidding. Yeah, and committing crimes is a different thing. If you're committing a crime on set... That's true. That's Now, you're just an abusive asshole. That's a different thing. Yeah, if there's, like, violations going on, like, yeah, yeah, no, let's let's get you out of here, bud. That's uh, that's not allowed. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, you shouldn't be, yeah, you should be removed from your position. If you're just a prick, you know... Enough people get together where they're like, we've all turned on you because you're an asshole, you're out. That's one thing. Yep. But just being like, you can't work anymore seems weird. I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) Fair fair enough. Or you can't be a a good artist. Because he he really did make some great stuff. Firefly's great. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I don't know if people still remember that, but that was a really fun little show. That's why I mentioned it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that one's, yeah, really quality. Dollhouse was okay. I, I watched, like, maybe, like, ten episodes of that when it first started. Okay. I couldn't get into it, but... <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I feel like people shouldn't dismiss his, his work just because he turned out to be a big asshole, I mean. Oh, fair enough. Just, yeah. Well, let's get with that, but that's that's neither here nor there. People, thank you very much again for listening to us. Uh, take care, thank you, and good night. <laughs>